you are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, Dave Harris. Chris Russell has this episode off because he is recording our Ultimate Divisional Preview Series, which will be airing on the Locked On Podcast Network here very soon, so make sure you keep an eye and an ear out for that. But in the meantime, you can find Chris on Twitter at Russellmania621. I am at dharrison82, the show at Locked WFT Pod. When Chris and I are not here, you can also find Chris over the T980, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, with Pete Medhurst on the Russell and Medhurst Show. You can also find that show on the Odyssey app, as well as the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Welcome, all listeners new and returning. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the show. Leave a rating, leave a review. Today's episode brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them that locked on sent you getting into today's conversation guys i am not going to be here alone because i'm going to be joined by you the washington football team fan base we've got three voicemails chris and i want to clear the voicemail box before we get too much closer to the next preseason game the final preseason game of the season for your washington football team as they get set to host the baltimore ravens so we're going to hear from you guys, the listeners, the audience. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. So we're definitely going to get to your calls here in segment two and in segment three. But here in segment one, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about what Ryan Fitzpatrick had to say earlier this week in an interview with the media after training camp practice, talking about the importance of preseason. There's been a lot of buzz and a lot of talk amongst the fan base about how well you know the starting unit has looked uh, specifically and then with Ryan Fitzpatrick, how good Taylor Heineke has looked with the second unit uh, by and large and just some conversations surrounding there. We've had the talk here on the show about how much stock, how much to really put on kind of what's happening on the field right this moment, right now, this minute. So Ryan Fitzpatrick asked about kind of missing on some throws. And then of course uh, about the, the, uh, I would want to call it stagnant, but that's kind of a word that was used over at SI.com. So I'll kind of use that word stagnant offense under Ryan Fitzpatrick here in, I mean, really, it's been, it's been about two quarters of play, if that total, uh, from the Washington football team first string offense. So, real quick, let's jump over to that audio of Washington football team quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. When the things kind of brush up on from that last game or, you know, attention to detail stuff like the throws to Logan or hitting Adam in the red zone, how do you react to that as a quarterback when it's, you know, you made the right read, made the right throw, you guys are moving the ball, but just a little bit off? How much... Uh, growth do you still think there is to go? Uh, I mean, it's just a constant process every day, just going out there and doing it. And, you know, I think the, the preseason games are good in that there's not a whole lot of preparation. You go in there, you see some different looks than what you've been seeing, you know, throughout training camp. And it just, you put that one away, file it away, missed it for whatever reason, and you move on. But, uh, you know, I've missed plenty of throws in my career. I'm sure that wasn't going to be the last one, but you, you'd like to f- find out the why. Was it just a bad throw? Was it technique? Was he not in the place I thought he was going to be? And you kind of go from there and you, you just work it out. Logan Thomas was saying that the one thing with the offense that he's noticed is not punching the ball in, in the red zone. That's something that he's noticed. You talked about trying to figure out the why. What, did, what would you say has been the why so far in the preseason for why you guys with the first team have been able to get the ball into the red zone? You've gotten it there close, but just not in. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't really, good or bad, don't really put too much stock into it. You know, part of it, when we get when we get into the season, 
you know, we're going to rely more on certain playmakers. We're going to have certain schemes. Uh, there's just different things that we'll do. So it'd be nice to be able to do some of that stuff in the preseason, but I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal right now. Been to a few of these training camps. When we hit this point where you turn the corner towards game prep, do you get a feel for what each team is capable of individually? Do you have a sense of how things are going to go when you get to this point? What, what do you mean? Like it's going to be a good year, it's going to be a bad oh, year. Oh, for, yeah, gonna... for, the, for the particular team that I'm on at the time. You're exactly. Saying, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's always, it's always tough. I mean, at this point of the year, everybody's optimistic, right? I mean, everybody's excited for the season to start. Um, I, I do think just from that, and I talked about this from the moment I got here, that the vibe and the feeling in the building, uh, there's a lot of confidence in our building. And so uh, that part of it I'm really excited about. All right, once again, starting quarterback for the Washington football team, Ryan Fitzpatrick, talking about uh, connecting with wide receivers, talking about the offense kind of getting into a rhythm and, and getting into the red zone, not just the end zone, but also the red zone, uh, and then talking about kind of the feel you have entering a season and how accurate maybe that feeling could be. And, and I think it's all relevant and all very good stuff and, and really just kind of indicative of a veteran quarterback who's been around the league as long as Ryan Fitzpatrick has. And, and I know a lot of people have said, well, if he's if he's that good of a quarterback, then why is he playing on his ninth NFL team? And and I would say that Ryan Fitzpatrick is not a generational talent, not, you know, a Tom Brady, a Pat Mahomes. He's not going to go into the Hall of Fame. That's that's not going to be his future. But he is a solid NFL quarterback, which is why he is playing for his ninth team. Like part of what that makes him look bad is also actually what makes him look good is the fact that all of these coaches, all of these franchises, it's not like he's followed one coach around to all these spots. He's played for several, several different coaches. They all see the value that a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick brings from a football IQ level, from an energy level, from a leadership level. You know, there's a lot that he brings to the table. And I think that those words that he speaks are, are very wise, you know, and it's it's you take the good, you take the bad, and you learn from both. And, and you know, you go back to kind of the old the old adage, I can't remember, I think it was Albert Einstein maybe who said that, you know, every time you fail at something, you're, it's not a negative because you are just learning a new way not of how not to do something. So, you know, throwing an interception in a preseason game on a certain route, you're learning what, you know, if that was a timing issue, kind of like what Ryan would say, you figure out the why. If it was timing, then you learn that that timing was wrong. So now let's work on getting the timing right. We know that was wrong. Let's get it right. Uh, if it's, you know, Adam going back to that pass that should have been intercepted last weekend, uh, where Adam Humphreys had the defender on the inside part of the field, basically went to break out. Ryan thought he was going to keep breaking in, get in front of the linebacker, throw it in front of him. You know, now we figure out why. Where was the miscommunication? What did we each read differently? Let's fix that so the next time we can do it correctly. So it's not a negative. You've gained knowledge on how not to do it in the future when it counts. Because right now, none of this stuff counts. Now, obviously, and I said this to with Chris on our episode yesterday, if you get into the regular season and these things are still kind of happening, especially like four or five games in, then, you know, that's where you kind of have uh, have the room to for, for fear and for worry and concern to start growing. Uh, and, of course, the fact that Taylor Heineke has looked generally uh, really well and really, really good in his, his appearances is not going to help things, you know, simmer down in the fan base, of course. But, hey. Fan is short for fanatic, so that's what uh, fans are out there to do is be fanatical from time to time. So they'll deal with it as it comes. But good words there from Ryan Fitzpatrick, starting quarterback of the Washington football team. So I want to share those with you guys if you hadn't already heard them and kind of expand on them as well. So, again, guys, coming up here in segment two and segment three of today's episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, we're going to hear from you, the fans, via our voicemail line. we got three listeners who called in. We're going to get to those voicemails 
on the other side of this here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Back now for second two here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82. My co-host Chris Russell off for this episode recording with the other NFC East hosts tonight. Uh, to give you guys a, a very special treat, a very in-depth look at the NFC East division coming up soon. So we'll, we'll make sure to let you guys know when that's going to drop here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But as promised, now we're on the other side of this. Let's hear from some Washington football team fans, some listeners of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. What it do, fellas? Get me on here. Let me start off by, you know, giving y'all a little apology. I know I give y'all a little crap because uh, I keep forgetting that. Although y'all cover the team I love, y'all are not really fans of the team, but fans of football in itself. So I apologize for the crap I do give y'all. No harm feelings. They're hard feelings. They're hard feelings. Oh, man, I can't talk today. Um, secondly, you know, my little group down here was discuss- discussing the name. And, uh, yeah, man, we would love Red Wolves, something dealing with Wolves, but... I see how that's going to be a big hurdle because we was all looking up like maybe the Golden Wolves or the Wolfpack, but there's so many different colleges or something that already has that I think we're going to have a big trouble having anything dealing with the Wolves. But, man, I hope they do make that happen. I would love to see a, um, the glowing touchdown and everybody's howling on you know, a sack and we're all howling and growling or something like that. But uh keep doing what y'all do. And uh yeah, I I loved what I saw in uh preseason game one. I'm looking for the first team to get into a little more um flow in game two. And uh we keep it rocking. Holla. All right, Camion coming through with the voicemail. Appreciate you. Hope you're doing well out there. And obviously, guys, that call coming in shortly before uh, the the most recent preseason game. So Camion might be might be in that crowd of of people that wanted to see a little bit more out of the first unit than we did. And I understand that completely. Obviously, I think that you know all the players, everybody in the organization understands what the fans want to see out there. Uh, just have to kind of have to uh, trust the process, I guess, to to steal something from the Philadelphia 76ers over there. I know we don't like Philly, but, you know, trust the process is is a good motto and a good slogan when you have a team trying to put things together. And, and listen, Camion, you don't got to apologize for anything, brother. Trust me, if, if you were being outright disrespectful or nasty or anything like that, we wouldn't put you. We wouldn't even put your voice on the air. So uh, believe me, as long as we're playing what you have to say, uh, you're good in our book. And if we do have, if we do take exception to something you say um, and we decide to play it anyway, we will air that out with you. And uh, you will have your opportunity to be heard. So I uh, appreciate it. You know what I mean? But you don't have to do that. But, you know, you do bring up a good point because this is a very common conversation that, that people have with uh, those of us who work in any, any type of media capacity, you know, whether it be your ESPNs or whether it be your independent blogs. You know what I mean? You have a lot of sources out there for information, for analysis, for opinions, you know, and, and some of them come from more established professional type paid roles and and all that stuff where this is this is a job and everything else and some of it come from just fans that are just extremely passionate about their team and they all have a very valid role in the space i think and and i think that consuming you know varying levels and varying degrees of content really kind of gives the fan of a team or the fan of a sport a very well-rounded 
platform and where very well-rounded view of what's going on with the teams. You know, you listen to the rabid fans who kind of, some of them, you know, it's the team can do no wrong. Everything is, is perfect and everything is brilliant and there's never anything negative. They have their space as well. Uh, you have some that are even a little bit more on the pessimistic side and then you kind of have your straightforward news delivery. Here's what was said. Here's why it was said and here's what it means for the future. And then you kind of have a blend there with some some other people. Um, what I can what I can promise everybody listening is that you're always going to get the truth from from me and you're going to get the truth from Chris. That's that's basically what we're going to bring you. So if we don't like something that happened, that was said, that was, you know, processed or whatever, we're going to tell you. If we do like it, then we're going to tell you. If something negative happened, like the, like the preseason performances, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people who are a little frustrated with the first team performances, and I get that. But I'm going to tell you why I don't think it's as big of a deal as maybe everybody's making it, or not everybody, but a lot of people are making it. And look, we get to the regular season and they continue to struggle and somebody could come at us and say, hey, you said in August that this wasn't a big deal in August. Well, now it's a big deal. And what I would tell you then is it wasn't a big deal in August because a lot of teams go through this, but it was indicative. It did turn out to be indicative of trouble to uh, to come ahead. And, and that is always, of course, unfortunate when you have those things coming. So hopefully we don't have to have that conversation. We can just talk about the team winning and we can talk about that stuff. But what I'll tell you is, Chris and I and anybody in this space, it's a lot easier to do this job. It's a lot more fun to do this job when the team is winning. So if you're wondering or worried about me or Chris or Nikki Javala or anybody in this space being a Washington football team fan, I would say that the majority of us, if not all of us, uh, we're, we're fans in the sense that we want to talk about winning football. We want to talk about good teams. We want to talk about good things happening because that's more fun. That's more enjoyable, I think, for everybody. So in that sense, yes, absolutely. We want the Washington football team uh, to do well. And I would caution everybody uh, out there from assuming that somebody is a fan of a team just because they cover them. Because I will, I will promise you, uh, I know many, many people in the media, and a lot of them, most of them, I would argue, uh, did not grow up fans of the team that they are covering or even working for. So trust me, uh, n- not everything is as it seems on paper. Um, as far as the team name conversation came on, yeah, we hear you, man. And I mean, I know there was a little bit of concern about like the Wolves or Red Wolves, uh, you know, monikers and that it would sound like booze. I guess, you know, there was uh, there are other teams out there who kind of do that and it kind of sounds like a boo when you're listening to it from the outside. And what that reminds me of, and, and I know we don't want to talk about this, but the Dallas Cowboys, right, when they had Daryl Johnston and whenever he got the ball, what did they do? They would, they would uh, I don't know, yell or chant or whatever you want to call it, moose, right? It would be moose. But I remember being a kid and watching Dallas Cowboys on TV just because, you know, they were on TV. And Daryl Johnson got a catcher or a carrier or whatever. And I wondered why the crowd was booing a player, especially a Dallas Cowboys player. And it I don't know what clued me into it. Maybe it was my father telling me or, you know, whatever. But it took me a little bit to understand that what they were doing was saying moose, not booing. But you know what? I guarantee you every Cowboys fan knew it, and they didn't care, and they were supportive of it. So – even if Washington football fans were to howl or, you know, if the unit, if a, if a pass rush unit or the defense got maybe the nickname, you know, the Wolfpack or something like that and would howl every time there was a sack or an INT or something like that, other fan bases may take it as booing or hear it and be like, well, that sounds like booing. But as long as the Washington football team fan base or the Washington whatever uh, fan base understands what's going on, then to me it's, it's all good. So appreciate the call, Cameo. I appreciate your thoughts. Uh, looking forward to hearing from you again, brother. Hopefully you're doing well out there. Uh, and, and you're hearing this happy and healthy on your side. But let's move on to our next caller. Hey, this is Walt down here in Tampa. The game last night was uh, fantastic for me. 
it showed me that we're going to win a lot of games this way this year, probably six-plus low scoring because of that defense. You know, JP, he showed me, man, he showed us something. And AGG helped himself in a major way. Heineke, well, he's keeping the fan base fired up and great PR for the for the team. Cosme's a, like a work in progress. You know, he has a lot of talent, but uh, he needs time on the job. St. Juice, man, I'll tell you, that guy is, I think, is going to be fantastic. Landon is back. The back end of defense, actually, to me, I think they played better than the front end yesterday. But it's just good to see the, the, the quickness and how they're firing around and no penalties. That was the thing for me is we played a clean game, and uh, our ceiling is so high. Hey, guys, you guys keep doing what you're doing. I love your show um, down here in Tampa. I'm out. Walt, calling in from Florida, man. appreciate you. Good to hear your voice. And, and I'm glad, you know, that you enjoyed the game. And, and, and you're not alone. There are definitely the good out there. But you guys know how this works, especially in social media, the negative no uh, voices kind of tend to kind of dominate and kind of take over. And I wish we could do it differently, but that's just kind of how it is. But I mean, well, I think you hit on a perfect, perfect point there and point in conversation. That I think every Washington football team fan kind of needs to latch onto. And that is that defense, man, because no matter what's going on, on the offensive side of the ball, if they're struggling to get in the red zone or the kicking game, isn't doing so hot in the first week and all that stuff. And they're kind of working out the bugs there. Curtis Samuel still not on the field. Man, that defense is firing off on all cylinders. And I mean, Landon Collins, like Landon Collins is a guy, he was a big question mark for us. You know, for those of you who listened throughout the offseason and the preseason, you guys know Landon Collins was a big question mark for us. Where was he going to play? How was he going to play? There were a few moments there where we kind of came out and said, like, I'm not a linebacker, I'm a safety, and then all this stuff. So we're kind of like, man, you know, I wonder if the attitude is is in tune and if, you know, relationship between he and Jack is is really good and, and all that stuff. And it look right now it looks like a match made in heaven. So, I mean, you love seeing what Landon Collins is doing. That's that's the talent and the Pro Bowl ability that you've seen from him earlier in his career and now that he's in Washington and Burgundy Gold doing it. I mean, just just two back-to-back plays specifically just alone really kind of showed just how dynamic he could be at his best and hopefully he stays healthy and can contribute to the team. And then, yeah, Benjamin St. Juice. I mean, that's, that's the kind of guy right there that, you know, I'm a huge draft guy. I love draft season. I love the All-Star games. I love going to the Senior Bowl. I love going to the scouting combine, you know, pre pre COVID and all that stuff and seeing those young guys and pursuing their dreams and putting in the work and talking to some of the coaches and the scouts and all that stuff that are around and, and just kind of figuring out who are the guys that you really want to root for. Right. And Benjamin St. Juice, one of those guys. And, and, you know, I said earlier uh, this year, you know, way back in February after I saw him in mobile, that he was the first guy when I, when I stepped into the stadium uh, for the senior bowl this year, you know, he was the very first player on the field that jumped out to me. So for him to land here uh, with the Washington football team and for me to be able to cover him and get to cover uh, the start of his career, I mean, just just the only thing that would have made it better is if uh, Frank Darby from Arizona State or Shy Smith, my two favorite wide receivers from the Senior Bowl, would have ended up with the team as well. Then I would just, you know, I would just be loving life, you know, all over the place. But with Benjamin St. Juice and, the, and what he's doing, I mean, first of all, getting great experience, you know, unfortunately, William Jackson is not able to play right now and able to contribute but it's giving guys like Benjamin St. Juice the opportunity to step up, really get a lot of, of wear on their on their tires and get some experience out there. It's going to pay, pay dividends, I think, because once William Jackson does return, it just makes that defense even better. And Benjamin St. Juice, with the experience he has, is going to make him even better. And I mean, yeah, man, the sky's the limit for this defense. And if the sky's the limit for your defense, the sky's the limit for your team. 
So, I mean, that's that's all great stuff. So, Walt, we appreciate uh, your call. We appreciate you getting excited for the football season because we are, and all eyes right now, returning to, back to football as teams are headed back to the gridiron, whether it's pro or college football, and betonline.ag is your number one spot for updated odds, props, and contests, including a half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and a $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at betonline.ag. Head over there, sign up today, receive a 100% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo as well. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th for the season opener opener between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose that bet up to $25, your wager will be refunded to you for all new bettors who sign up with betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers for the 2021 NFL season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Back now for our final segment here at the Lockdown Washington Football Team Podcast. David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82. My co-host Chris Russell at Russellmania621. The show at LockWFT Pod. Guys, we got one more voicemail for today's episode, so let's hear from the next Washington Football Team fan. What's up, fellas? Man, that game. Since the game, um, hmm. I would love to see the first team offense. Uh, maybe get one more series that lead. Uh, establish a little bit more rhythm, you know. But stand out. Ooh, ooh, that boy JP. Oh man, JP, I love him. I'm rooting so hard for him. No hometown guy, undrafted rookie, balling. I can tell you right now, I'm going to call this uh, DeAndre Carter. Yeah, JPM took his spot. He, he um, put himself on the roster. Uh, hopefully this third game, they treat it as the traditional third and go at least half. So, you know, then what is it, two weeks before then, after that two weeks before they play? So, yeah, hopefully they play at least a half. The uh, um, defense is Looking great, you know, a little thing store up, but uh, we found out that uh, BSJ, whoo, that the uh, corner depth, oh, nice, and that boy Collins, if he play, plays anything like he's doing now, ooh, welcome back. I'm sorry for underestimating you, but there's a lot of positives to look to. Still a little uh, things we got to work on. I know uh, the old line play, Eric Flowers had a struggle. It's like I'm concerned, but then again, I'm not because he undone better. I know he could do better. But uh, let me know what y'all think. Love y'all. Holla later. All right. Flipping it over to the offense. Again, another positive voicemail. What a way to end this episode here. Reactions from the game. And look, I mean, like Chris said, listen. I was laid up on my couch or on my back. Yeah, I don't know where I was laying the moment that Chris was, was trying to text me, and I was trying to help him out getting these voicemails on the air in, in a quicker fashion. Uh, unfortunately, that's just that's the kind of thing that happened. I'm sure you guys have all been there. Unfortunately, we all get sick from time to time, and that one really did a, did a number on me, kind of knocked me on my butt there. But, uh, hey, excitement is good no matter when we get it, so happy to hear from you guys out there. And Jared Patterson, two voicemails. Talking about Jared Patterson, we already talked about the defense and, and, and all the love for Landon Collins. And, yeah, and yeah, I mean, a lot of us underestimated Landon. And, hey, we all owe him maybe a little bit of, of apology and eat some crow on that one. And hopefully he stays healthy and continues to kind of bring 
uh, that veteran Pro Bowl level skill and, and talent because that, that would be beautiful. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, though, I mean, yeah, Jared Patterson has looked amazing. And, you know, after the first week, I kind of went out on a ledge and I said, and I made a, a quick, bold prediction saying that I think he's going to get snaps with the first team. Later on in the week, guys, I'll be honest with you, I kind of backed up a little bit. I was like, I think we're going to see Jared Patterson get a bigger role in week two, but I kind of backed off from the first team ledge. I should have stayed there, man, because sure enough, he gets first team reps in the second preseason game and shows, man, that I mean, that kid belongs in the National Football League. Every NFL team out there who needed a running back or drafted a running back that's not having success with her. I mean, you look at the Los Angeles Rams, you know, and again, let's not get too, too carried away, right? I'm not saying Jared Patterson's ready to be like a number one feature back uh, for an NFL offense, but I mean, the kid looks good and he looks good for a lot of good reasons. So, Love what we're seeing out of him. Love what we're seeing out of the depth on this roster, of course. And, yeah, I mean, we're all going to see. You know, we're going to get more of the first-team offense. We're going to get more of the first-team defense. Honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the tip of, like, let's not have the first-team defense out there for the entire half. But, you know, I mean, they got to play eventually. You can't, you can't hide them forever. You can't wrap them in bubble wrap. They got to go out there. They got to get physical. They got to play. So, I mean, it is what it is. That first-team offense, yeah, you're going to see them. You know, we expect, again, you know, it's – uh, to be to be determined, to be confirmed, what we expect for the entire first half. And listen, if, if they struggle a little bit, if they can't get in the red zone or they can't get in the end zone or they have some turnovers and some, 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 some sloppy plays, we might see Ron Rivera keep them on the field into the third quarter a little bit. I mean, that's that's happened before, and it's not out of the realm of possibility. You know what I mean? So uh, hopefully we see a, a, a more in-sync offense. I think that's what everybody's going to want, especially once you get to like the, the second or third or even fourth possession of the game. Um, but, you know, either way, it's all gearing towards the first week of the season. Los Angeles Chargers coming to FedEx. And then the very next week, a very quick turnaround with a Thursday night game in week two there, Washington in prime time. So, I mean, a very, very exciting beginning of the season. Then week three against the Buffalo Bills. Talk about a measuring stick matchup. I mean, it's it's going to come quick. It's going to come fast, guys. So hold on to your seats. Enjoy everything that you can. Enjoy the final week. Chris and I have one more episode coming before this weekend's uh, preseason action and then we will have a bonus episode dropping on Saturday uh, maybe Sunday morning depending on what time it is that we get it done recording but whatever it is as soon as uh, press conferences are done the game is over Chris and I are going to sit down here we're going to fire off a reaction episode for you guys drop that over the weekend and then we'll be back Monday for another slate of five episodes next week before we get into the first game week of the season so again thank you to everybody out there who called in thank you for the for the listener who emailed earlier in the week now that you're done listening to this show please check out the locked on bets podcast because betting doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy q and handicapping expert lee sterling get daily picks blowout specials wrong team favored picks and lee sterling's lock of the day follow the locked on bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts if you want to get in on the action on the show just like Camion, just like walt did just like everybody else has Send your questions, send your reactions, your analysis, your takes to LockedWFTPod at gmail.com or call in and hear your voice on the episode by dialing 301-615-3577. Tell us your name, tell us where you're from, and tell us what's on your mind. Until we speak again next time, I'm David Harrison on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host, Chris Russell, at RussellMania621. If you're out about, please be safe, be kind to one another. Thank you for joining me right here at the Locked on Washington football team podcast.